Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crypto Hipster Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster, where I interview, well, I interview a lot of people, executives, founders, entrepreneurs, uh, artists, musicians, bankers, you name it, around the whole entire world in crypto and blockchain. And I have an amazing guest today coming to me from Brazil. My first guest from Brazil. Uh, I'm really pumped up and excited. And uh, I'm going to try to say his name, the long version, Vinicius uh, Diaz. With He was the head of marketing for the Latin America region at L Bank. Vinicius, welcome. Thanks. Thank it was a very good pronunciation. <laughs> it's Vinicius. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. It's an honor to talk more about crypto, right? Uh, especially yeah. in Brazil and in Latin. So that's that's very good uh, invitation. I'm, a pro I'm I'm very honored to to talk a little bit more. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been two years, and I've been trying to get a Brazilian guest for two years, and now I got one. So I'm I'm, I'm really excited about this opportunity, and you got a good background and everything. So so let's get let's kick it off, right? Um, I asked my guest the first the first question is the same question I ask everybody, almost is what is your background and is it a logical background for what you're doing now? Um, yeah, uh, first of all, it's wow, two years to 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 interview a Brazilian, so it's a little bit pressure right now, <laughs> under pressure right now, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so I hope you enjoy Brazil to talk with a Brazilian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, I have like a, 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 a degree in um, journalism and uh, specialization, specialization in art direction. So it's not uh, super related to marketing or crypto, uh, but uh, I, I always uh, worked with um, branding and advertising agencies since I was 16 years old. So basically 20 years for now, um, but uh, I entered in the market world. Uh, um, around 2014. Um, yeah, 2014. But in crypto marketing, I, I I'm joined like I started to work in 2020 in a in a startup that tokenized um, carbon credits. Super different. Um, so it was very interesting because I never heard about blockchain and I never heard yet about like carbon credits. So it was a, a very good, um, experience. Uh, and the, the second, second question, I think today it makes sense. The entire journey that, uh, that I spent, like working with branding, advertising, marketing, but, uh, for now, I, I'm. I'm super excited to work with uh, crypto, right? So I, I, I don't intend to move uh, for other segments. So, yeah, uh, I think that is, that is very good to participate at um, the web revolution and now the crypto revolution. So I'm very, uh, I think that I had the privilege to work in these two, uh, um, like two segments at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So you're now at L Bank, right? Um, so what do you do there, and what's your interest and what's your expertise there? Um, basically, I came uh, to L Bank to to help the company uh, to expand to the entire Latin America. That is a very key uh, 
um, region in crypto uh, or in blockchain or the technology. Uh, so uh, regarding the marketing pillar, especially because of my of my experience. Uh, but um, what I'm doing right now is to uh, study to structure the entire department, the entire team, um, showing to the company uh, what are the the key um, the key points of the region, not only from uh, in Brazil but in Argentina, Mexico, like Venezuela. We have a lot of a lot of um, things going uh, right now uh, on crypto side uh, and. And of course, like in blockchain, my interest is it's basically involved passion uh, of the concept. It's not uh, it's not just finance or like the buzzwords that we used to hear to hear, right? Like NFTs or Web 3.0. Like I, I, I really um, I really have like admiration for the concept, and I think that the blockchain will probably uh, change the entire society as a whole. Uh, so I, I'm like I, I used to to look for or to keep updated to the um, to some uh, blockchain projects to change the, the society, right? So sorry, my English is like there's no 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 fluent, but uh, <laughs> uh, there's You're some fine. words that probably will be wrong. <laughs> but uh, but I think like there's a very good projects that uh, change the society, um, as for example uh, the prescripto. Pres like I know that there's a shift of clinical data ownership. They they basically shifted the data of their patients. Uh, giving us the the power of the data from the the healthcare and and so on. So that is the kind of project that um, uh, I, I truly believe. Uh, and I think that for now on, there probably will be appear a lot of them. So yeah, I I love this. There's a lot of health projects out of Dubai, uh, especially yeah. that are really good. That might be a good model for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I heard like I heard about like, of course, in the pandemic, the COVID-19, uh, there's a lot of uh, small projects that starts to appear, right? But uh, um, one of the that uh, is very interesting is the, the genomic um, nebula, nebula, um, nebula genomics, right? It's, it's, it's from uh, the Stanford and Harvard. So basically, we can map all the the genome of the person, the hundred percent of DNA, talking more about their health and uh, and the and the ancestry. So yeah, that, that's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> awesome. So um, I want to first talk to you about. There's been a couple bills in Brazil, but in lieu of the, you know, a lot of the crypto and crypto's had a bad year. <laughs> overall right you had implosions with the celsius voyager uh blockfi um you know and uh ftx in, in lieu of all these events how can brazil you know an economy that is like half of its half of the gdp is a black market right how can brazil serve as a model now in crypto going forward uh, yeah that's uh 
I think that the first the first thing is um, I believe that Brazil is leading the discussion regarding the regulation in America. I think that's the first thing. Uh, and probably this will help the market as a whole to mature, right? Um, it's uh, and to be uh, to be honest, they they it's already bringing about excellent talks between regulators and the, the market and the, the, the companies, the exchanges, the users. So I think as, as you mentioned, like um, I think in addition to being the large, largest um, economy in the region, like in 2021, Brazil has um, a GDP of almost like 1.6 trillion USD. Um, let's see 2022 but uh one of the things that um that is curious is that brazil is currently one of the top five countries uh, with the most significant numbers of um crypto investors so we are talking about like almost 10 million users uh which represents five percent of the population that's a lot uh, uh behind we are behind only like India, US, Russia, and Nigeria. So um, we we are in the in a very good position uh, to experiment uh, things, to discuss about regulation, and of course to um, uh, to open new markets also. So that's that's this very good. I think Brazil is, uh, can be a very good model in in these terms, right? All right. So, and you also, I want to touch on Venezuela too. You said you oversee that. You know, um, I interviewed a young man back in about a year and a half ago whose family came from Venezuela and who uh, saw like 20 million percent inflation. You know, how do you see crypto and blockchain being a fight against inflation, even though Bitcoin did not prove to be a hedge this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I uh, I, I have um, I built a presentation for the, the company here to talk and to explain a little bit more about the difference between the, the countries here in Latin because um, it's not common like uh, when we are not inside the region, it's very difficult to understand uh, the similarities and the difference between the countries. We are huge, a, a, a huge region. But uh, for example, when we talk about uh, users um, from Brazil, Brazilian users or crypto Brazilian users, we are talking about investors. We are talking about like um, um, people that uh, wants to put like their money in different kinds of invest investments. Uh, the majority, of course. When we talk like a about um, Venezuela and Argentina, especially, uh, we are talking about inflation rates. Like in the inflation, the uh, Argentina has like one of the one economy that's struggling a little bit about a lot of things, politics, politicians, and um, politics and economic issues. So the users basically protect themselves using. Uh, crypto, blockchain, and so on. Venezuela is the same thing. Uh, but the problem is when we talk about these two particular countries, uh, we have like some a lot of gray areas and a lot of uh, chaos when we talk about like, for example, regulation uh, or new 
projects or or so on so basically we have um we have a lot of a lot of companies um hiring uh, developers in in buenos aires in argentina because they used to use crypto a lot uh and and when we talk like in mexico it's totally different uh in mexico is they used to use uh more um um via remittance uh, for example they use a remittance a lot to send money or to receive money to relatives like in the us or in other in other regions so uh it's very it's very curious when we see the difference between them but of course it's good because um uh one one way or another we are using right we are like helping the market to evolve so that's that's for me it's essential of course we need to be careful like uh, uh with uh pyramid schemes fraudulent schemes because we have a lot uh but again the regulation is the first step of um i think the improvement for the for the market so yeah great so let's talk a little bit about that more in deep you know you said uh brazil mainly investors right so and you talk about fraud so how can we protect brazilian investors from fraud and what role does setting clear corporate laws or regulation laws have in that protection um so i think in in um like any recent or innovative of an innovative market, um, there are points to be corrected, like um, not only corrected, but discussed as time passes and the market matures. Um, I think there is natural to um, uh, to be part of this of this movement. Um, here in Brazil, we have like impactful cases uh, involved involving financial pyramids and money laundry. Uh, so we have like a, some of impactful cases, but as time went by um, and users become, become more educated, I think this, the, the margin of this type of um, business dropped dramatically. As we, we are seeing like for the last two or three years, this margin of type of business is, is dropping because uh we have like more uh we have like more uh, educated users we are not uh, saying like uh okay bitcoin is a per uh, pyramid so like people uh, already are seen in the television like uh, uh ads from, from exchanges or like uh, a lot of people using bitcoin um or crypto or or the technology The idea of the fraud prevention is everyone has to have companies or exchanges uh, must provide, of course, like all necessary information uh, to the user, like ensure uh, an efficient QIC. We are seeing a lot of companies that uh, doesn't care about the QIC process and uh, has a lot of problems uh, regarding that. And uh, of course, uh, that's like uh, preserve the user assets. 
right? Uh, because uh, as we are seeing, there's some companies are using this, the the their, uh, the user assets to I don't know, like to to move or to be profitable uh, with that. Um, like this is the company side, but uh, but we have the user side also. I think the user is responsible for always being formed, uh, uh, studying, like questioning the company, questioning the market, the market, and uh, of course understanding uh, where he is placing his assets. Uh, I think that uh, doesn't make sense. The user just start to put their money uh, on uh, like every company company or I don't know a company that it doesn't hear about so I think that, that that's the user responsibility um, and I think there's a new role that is coming that is the, um, the role of the government or the, uh, the, the, the just start to appear uh, to intend to preserve to preserve the safety uh, of the consumers right there's a very recent uh, uh, discussion. Um, they they think here in Brazil we are heard, um, hearing a lot about inspecting, applying uh, fines when necessary, uh, and even ban companies that do not comply or fulfill the requirements. Uh, we have some cases here um, that uh, that changes just uh, have been banned from the country to to be to do business in country. Um, I, I really don't think that is a right or wrong answer. Um, I, I just believe that before making any kind of decision or establishing any kind of rules, we need to discuss. We need to hear like companies, we need to hear the government side, we need to hear the users that are actually using the, the platform. So uh, it's, it's, it's a complex scenario, but uh, I think we have like everything to to, to evolve like the market. So, yeah. I, I like to talk, uh, Jamil, so you, you can tell me when. <laughs> You're doing great, man. Uh, doing great. So, I recently, like, I want to know what your thoughts are because you're a marketing expert. Um, I recently got asked by an Indian company to be a, um, to be an influencer. I'm not going to do it. I could help them in other ways sometime. But, they do a market they do like a you know like network marketing where you build a pyramid like from a marketing perspective and like you know in crypto yeah. pyramids are like considered illegal in the u.s like i'm like what's the distinction between it being a legal network marketing you know and an illegal pyramid uh, i think that um i think that is like uh, i don't know if if we are talking about the same thing, I know like the idea of the affiliated market or the um, a group of person that uh, actually like share a link with some kind of um, um, code in the, their links and say, hey, uh, if you want to um, join the crypto world, please like uh, open an account using this link. I think that um, that's the idea of um, once that I share my link with Jamil and Jamil do a lot of money inside the company, like inside the exchange, I make my money because I uh, uh, like I recommend the platform. So that's the first idea. That for me is not a problem because I'm saying that I'm using this 
type of form. Uh, and probably you, if you use my link or my recommendation, you will be like reward with like $10 or something like that. But for me to, in order to recommend a, a brand or a, a company or an exchange, I need to, to know more about that, right? Because otherwise it's, it's irresponsibility uh, just to, to, to share the link or share the, the brand. I think that's the power of, of that. We are not cheating anyone. We are not saying um, like false uh, 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 statements or, or uh, we are just saying, yeah, I use this platform. If you want, I have my link and you can use. That's my idea of the marketing strategy of uh, affiliated or, or something related. When we talk about Pyramid, uh, we are talking about like um, uh, here in Brazil, we have some cases that I, I can mention that uh, one guy uh, is taking money from for, for, uh, from people that like that not don't don't have um, enough um, like uh, information about the market. So, for example, uh, Vini uh, it's an investor for the traditional uh, banks and traditional ways, and uh, Jamil just uh, come to Vini and say, "Hey, Vini, uh, I have like a very good opportunity regarding Bitcoin. Can you like?" Can you give me ten thousand dollars, and I will make their money like three times, and uh, and blah 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 blah. But we don't have like contracts, we don't have like anything, we don't have even a platform. I just like transfer the money for uh, to, to Jamil. But the power of that uh, is uh, so we can think all the people just like uh, transfer uh, transfer their money. It's crazy, right? But uh, uh, we have a lot of people that don't have. Uh, um, info that just they don't want to be part they just want to uh, to to make money easy uh to make easy money so they just believe in that uh in that um in that things and that for me is illegal that for me is, is wrong and uh it's it's a crime right here in brazil and i think there's a lot of, uh, of other countries that it's the definition of a crime. So for me, that's that's the difference between them. It's 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 very different. <laughs> what you describe sounds like what happened to FTX. Um, but uh, let me, <laughs> you know, what you mentioned a number earlier. You said one point six trillion, and I'm going to challenge that. I don't believe that. I believe it's four. You know, I believe the Brazilian GDP is four trillion, not one point six trillion. Uh, or, or like that ratio, like it's two, it's two times that, or two and a half times that. And one of the things that I think that makes sense in Brazil, where it doesn't make sense in the U.S., where I am, is uh, central bank digital currencies, right? Because you have such a huge black market, right? Um, what role do you think central banks and central bank digital currencies will have in the future of crypto security protection for, especially for Brazilians? Yeah. <laughs> That that's uh, I love this question, but uh, I really I wonder if I can answer right uh, because it's 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 very complex. Uh, I love the, the the idea of I'm studying a lot. I'm not a legal person. I'm not a compliance person, so I just are curious. Or I'm um, I'm following all the steps of the regulation here in the country. Um, today, what I can uh, what I can talk about that is um, most likely. Most likely, who will lead the crypto regulation here in Brazil 
will be the central bank, most likely, because we don't know yet. Uh, that will be decided early next year. So uh, we have like until tomorrow to the president uh, sign the bill. Uh, yeah, the, the, the deadline is tomorrow. Uh, so central bank probably will lead because they are super involved at the, at, with the, the subject. Um, the chamber of the deputies, um, they defend the, the idea that with the current law, with the current bill, users would be better protected like from, from, from the company that acts in bad faith, like from pyramids and fraudulent and, and so on. Um, and probably they, they, they would ensure, ensure uh, this by imposing like rules and sanctions for those who not uh, to comply, like basically uh, that, that's it. I think that in theory makes sense like in theory when 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 i said that like super makes sense um but i think there's a several points to discuss after all i think decentralization uh after that will be not, not so decentralized uh because once that we are uh involving like uh bureaucracies and numerous of bureaucracies uh in the process in the regulatory process and the people of the government, they are trying to understand. They are not specialists. So they not fully understand the concept of the of this uh, new economic proposal, right? Um, so my my like my restriction or my like my fear here is um, these sanctions and this rule can block the evolution. Uh, so of course. There's good and, and bad things, but um, it's complex. And we are seeing in the, the discussions, especially in the Chamber of Deputies, that, that is very complex. Uh, there's a lot of points that uh, that uh, was being removed for, for the original test uh, because because this was too generic. So, yeah, I think that uh, the next year will be will be key. For that, for that uh, discussion. <clears throat> All right. So, something that was talked about recently in the Brazilian laws that you mentioned um, was a concept that I've been thinking about all week because I, I wrote I read an article last week, and it's this concept of asset segregation. And then, my, from my perspective, like I had money on Celsius that I lost, but then there's been like an infighting of between people who are Bitcoin or Ethereum maximalists and cryptos that I have, which are different than them, you know, uh, and everybody's at odds because, you know, they have different different perspectives and different concepts and different goals and different everything, right? So how could clear asset segregation, you know, by centralized finance exchanges serve, you know, uh, Brazil or any other country going forward? And why is it important in DeFi? Yeah, uh, yeah, this is segregation, like, and uh, it was that that is the, the example that I that I give that was removed. Uh, I, I, I can explain a little bit more about this, this particular um, view uh, project. But um, like for the first question, uh, I, I believe in transparency, right? 
I think there is uh, no one can change something of yours without explicit uh, explicit um, accept, acceptance beforehand. Like uh, there, there's the basic. Uh, I think that is from the moment uh, uh, from the moment the user understands the risks, like the scenario, and everything involved involved in a specific action or or, or a product. Um, the company has the right to use the, the available assets. Like, uh, of course, under a clear policy, uh, just constantly updating your, like, uh, 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 educating the, the user. That's that's why the education process of crypto is very important. Because otherwise, we are not, uh, uh, we, we, we even know about what is asset segregation, right? Um, so for me, like, Offering liquidity, uh, using third-party assets to to ensure profitability, or or, or even operation operational viability, for me it's crazy, it's madness because uh, um, like just do that is crazy, but doing that without the consent of the user, uh, it's it's totally crazy. It's it's a crime, right? It's a violation. So, uh, especially when we are, we are living in an era of data protection, everyone is talking about data protection. Like, uh, if the if the, the company uses uh, like your asset to maintain an operation or to, to like I don't know, like to get profitability rates, imagine what they don't do with your data, right? <laughs> like, it, it's super serious uh, stuff. So, uh, for me. That, that for me, that's the idea of the asset segregation. But when we talk like uh, about DeFi, <coughs> sorry, uh, I think that uh, that is a point uh, that was uh, discussed a lot in the last uh, in the last um, session of the Chamber of Deputies. That is, I think that is not important. It's important not to put everything in the same bag as crypto regulation. Um, I think DeFi, uh, DeFi needs to be looked at separately. Uh, uh, like otherwise, I think otherwise innovation and other possibilities will suffer a lot because the idea of DeFi, the products of DeFi, they are not uh, related to the, the traditional uh, product. So I. I think that we need to discuss separately. Um, so, talking more about the bill here, uh, the Brazilian bill. One of the concerns of the Brazilian proved bill was precisely the asset segregation. Uh, they, they discussed precisely about that because uh, some thought the initial text was too generic uh, and could directly influence products um, such such as staking, for example. So um, the Chamber of Deputies like opted to remove this point of the bill of the law for now and leave this and, and leave this to the next regulatory steps. Uh, because uh, when the central bank, for example, assume uh, the, the the responsibility, they will need to discuss with the market and a lot of other people uh, and, and the companies, of course, in more depth to say, hey. Okay, we understand, we agree, but uh, we need to look at separately because otherwise, just like staking will disappear. Uh, but 
of course, we need we need to ensure the user safety. Uh, and for me, we cannot relate it uh, defy with with the the, um, the regulatory process that we already have that that protects, for example, from the traditional products. So yeah, I don't know if I make myself clear, <laughs> but uh, you did. <laughs> you did. Thank you. Um, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, again, we are. I think there's a very good thing because we are discussing, right? Uh, like when we talk about years ago, we are never like heard any anyone talking about uh, uh, crypto or blockchain or even DeFi. So that's a good thing. But we need to be uh, careful. I agree. So I've, I've, I'm somebody who's lived through two bull cycles and two bear winters. You know, 2017 was the years of the was I had a profitable ICO business uh, where I was a consultant. And in 2021, we saw the craziness with the NFTs and everything. And you know, um, it looks like by the timeline, the next bear, the next bull cycle is going to be in 2025, hopefully sooner. But what do you think will be the next catalyst for the next bull cycle? Um, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I, I like uh, to look uh, at the market from a medium to long term perspective. Uh, um, I think we live in a, a very delicate moment, a very delicate moment, forcing the, the project to organize themselves and decide what will be the next, what will be the next, uh, what will be. Uh, the focus um, to guarantee themselves alive, like when, uh, until the next bull market, right? Um, in my opinion, DeFi will gain more and more popularity in the society. Um, and and for me, the basic the basic idea is that uh, DeFi is somehow linked to a certain familiar familiarity with the products of the financial uh, segment. So it's not totally uh, uh like uh, a new thing of course it's, it's totally different but uh it's linked um and um for me once i use the enters uh the defy world uh, uh he expands he expand his insights into applications he never dream of that's that's the, the example of like myself right uh once that you enter that's the uh, in the marketing side for me it's very difficult to come to convince uh, to to get the, the 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 first time to to I would say to buy the user, but uh, to acquire the user that's very difficult because he never heard about the fire or anything else. But once that I acquired him, I just started to educate, and and once that I educated, like that was the 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 more more difficult stuff. After that is very easy. After that is just to to be a uh, a good storyteller or to to have a very good narrative and sell the other products. So um, one of the things that I I don't like I specifically don't like is the market talk. The market talk a lot about like uh, oh web 3.0 metaverse buzzwords as a whole like. Saying things that for me is more related to marketing 
like uh, not to real projects or not to real applications. So that's for me, it's, it's a problem. I think I see that um, that the real thing that uh, not a real thing. I, I don't know say if I can say that, but uh, I think that the most likely to gain popularity to gain strength is is the fight uh, because um, you change the entire ecosystem that we are that we used to use right so one good example here in brazil we went like uh, until i think 2020 maybe i don't remember the the, the data but until 2020 uh we need to pay uh to send money to like my family my friends I need to pay seven, like one point one dollar, okay, one dollar each transaction. So I want to send money uh, to Jamil. I need to pay like um, one dollar because it all depends from the bank system, uh, from the bank system. So I had account in uh, Santander. You had account in another bank. I will pay like more and more taxes. And then uh, Brazil like uh, 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 just launched not just launched like several years ago they just like the idea of pix i don't know if you heard about that is a local payment method that's called pix that is totally free that don't have like time they don't have like uh, we can do basically uh, the idea of crypto we can send for free money for jamil for other people like in other states so that's the idea of uh, of the economic structure changing but of course, we know that will be like take a long time because of the banks, <laughs> the profitability of the 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 size of the, the this structure. So uh, I, I really strongly believe that DeFi will will it's already changing, but will change more and more after after these years. <clears throat> I agree with you. I agree with you. We need something tangible and not just buzzwords. <laughs> so yes. um, yeah, I hate buzzwords. <laughs> and this is coming from a marketing guy so this is great so um i want to thank you very much for your time today this has been an amazing conversation i love talking to you i have one line, I have one final question and it's this how can people find out more information about you about what you do um how can they keep up to date um on what your your insights are how can they do that um so basically uh I have my LinkedIn. Uh, I love to write uh, things there. As I mentioned to you, like at the beginning, I'm not a very public person, so I'm more like a marketing uh, guy that uh, loves data and loves to do math. Uh, but I love to write down some things or some thoughts. Uh, LinkedIn, is, I can uh, write down for you afterwards because it's Vinicius Plaza Dias. Um, and I, I give you the link, uh, and, and of course, it would be like a pleasure to meet other marketing. That is so difficult to find marketing crypto, crypto marketing person that actually wants to study more, wants to understand uh, the difference between, for example, there's a lot of good projects using blockchain to sell to segment to segmented users or to use data, uh, but not. Um, but of course, with their consent uh, and and like build a lot of good programmatic media platforms, for example. So it would be a pleasure 
to meet the, this person and to discuss and uh, yeah, study together. So I, I can share my, my LinkedIn profile. Uh, and, and again, thanks for the opportunity. For me, it was a very, the first experience, it, it was very good. <laughs> awesome. So thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Samuel.